Oregon State is on a roll. They just took down Washington on Saturday, 27-24, to in a dramatic game at Reeser. Here to discuss it is Nick Daschle, Oregon State beat writer for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I am Aaron Fentress. And Nick, huge win at home for the Beavers, coming off, coming off of excuse me, the beatdown of USC. How big was it to, one, win a close game like this, when there was some adversity late, two, to back up what they did at USC. Well, in a sense, it, it might have been a, uh, a a bigger win in that I, I would say Oregon State probably didn't have its A game on Saturday, especially on offense. I mean, the, the passing game was MIA, and I mean, there was some there was some issues on defense, too. They didn't tackle particularly well, and they let the Wildcat quarterback run wild, but... Uh, you know, but they found a way to win. And those, are, I mean, if you're going to go on a big run at some point, I'm not saying they are, but if they do, I mean, those are the kind of games you got to win because they're going to come up every now and then. You just, you know, those those years where Oregon steamrolled their way to a Pac-12 title by winning by 40 every week, they, they rarely ever happen. You got to grind out a few of them. And Saturday was one of those. Absolutely. You can't always win pretty. You can't always blow people out. Sometimes you're going to have bad games, but you have to be able to find a way to win. What does this mean to you regarding, you know, where this season could go now? Because I'm, I'm laughing because <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago, we were like, can they get a split against Washington and Washington State? USC, they're going to lose probably. So, but now they've beaten USC, although you did change your pick and pick them to beat USC. Great call there. And they've beaten Washington. So they've already gotten their split against the Washington schools. They're sitting at four and one. They're looking like the best team in the North. Oregon just lost to Stanford, did not look good at all. And they've got a ton of injuries. What does this mean? Big picture, Nick. I mean, at this point, I think if you're a Beaver fan, you you'd be kind of disappointed if they're not in the in the chase at least in the middle of November because I mean, look at the upcoming schedule and it's it's loaded with games where Oregon State is probably going to be the favorite in the I would think in probably the next four games at least, probably five if you if you think they'll be favored at home against Stanford in early November. So I mean, their games, they're capable of winning, whether they will, you know, we'll see if they're ready to do this, but they've proven, the reason they're in this position is because they got a lot of guys that are playing that are in their fourth and fifth years in the program, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's right in the sweet spot for a, for a if you got talent and you, and you got experience, that's, that's a good recipe for a winning football team. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you're not recruiting the blue chippers, you're getting two and three star kids. You want them to redshirt, mature, grow. And then by the time they're seniors or redshirt juniors, they could have developed into four star caliber players. And it seems like that's what happened so far at Oregon State. So as far as the game itself goes, let's just jump straight to the fourth and one for Washington at their own 46. They elect to go for it with about three minute, 318 remaining on the clock. First things first, were you surprised they decided to go for it there? Not really, because I, I mean, Washington thinks it's, you know, a team that can convert a fourth and one. And I know a lot of people from Washington's side are, are, uh, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we're a good defensive team. We should have punted, um, you know, make Oregon State drive the length of the field. But shoot, that's what Oregon State did on the previous drive is they zipped right up the field and scored a touchdown in six plays. So. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think you like to have control of the circumstances and, 
with Washington, you know, they convert the fourth down. They got control of the circumstances. So uh, they they and they had been converting those 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 short yardage situations all night long. So I no, I have no, I I never even considered they were going to punt there. Yeah, it's, it was kind of interesting to me because I just felt like, man, you know, Chance Nolan had been struggling, although they did they did have the previous drive to, to tie it up. But you're at the 46. If you get a good punt, you can pin him back. You know, maybe worst case, they start at the 20 where they get a decent return to the 25 or the 30. Uh, but, you know, when you – the problem is when you fail there, you talk about controlling the circumstance, right? When you fail there, not only have you given up control of the circumstance, but you've pretty much – probably giving the other team a 90% chance to win because all they have to do is move the ball, you know, what, 20, 30 yards? I don't know what the kicker's range is, Hayes' range is necessarily, but, they're you know, they're going to have a chance to kick a field goal. Pretty much it's going to be a given that that's going to happen. But let me ask you this. Do you think that Washington was trying to let Oregon State score a touchdown there in the last minute or so? Oh, there's no question. If you watch the okay. watch the video of of the of the run by Deshaun Fenwick, I mean mm-hmm. the defensive back just pretty much laid on that on <laughs> yeah, that on, he as he was got, And I asked Jonathan <laughs> today. I said, I said, did Fenwick trip or did he go to the ground on his own? And Jonathan went, eh, you know, we told him to go to the ground, but you'll have to ask you'll have to ask Deshaun whether he actually went to the ground on his own. I. I think Deshaun might have forgot that he was supposed to go down and he just accidentally tripped and but yeah, no Washington was clearly trying to trying to give they were going for the give up touchdown there because I would have given them you know eighty seconds or so you know that was a, a doable situation well once yeah. you know, but but once once Oregon State had the ball in that situation inside the ten, I mean it was the situation was just set up perfect for them to run the clock down to the last few seconds to kick a field goal. Yeah, it's interesting because a couple of days prior, I was watching the University of Miami play North Carolina State. I can't even remember. Virginia. And Miami was driving down to kick a game-winning field goal, but Miami was losing. And at the end of the drive, they played for the field goal. And they missed it. They hit the upright, right? Yeah. So it's one of those situations where Miami fans were freaking out. Like, why did we play for the field goal? We could have gotten closer, et cetera, et cetera. And now you have a situation where Oregon State played for the field goal. It worked out. But it, in their situation, they were also tied. They weren't trailing. So it wasn't win or lose. It was win or tie and go to overtime. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, uh, to me, it's well, like, it's okay. Not, it's, not, it's not only – I mean, but but they were also inside the 10-yard line right in the – it was an extra point. I mean, how often do you miss an extra point? I mean, Miami's so field goal is pretty close too. But, yeah, no, you're right. It was it was easy. 24-yard field goal, yes. That's, yeah, I that's mean – Four I yards mean, away from I, an extra I, point. Yeah, I mean, I say your odds are, you know, they're around 92, 3, 4% probably. So right. odds odds say you got you got to go with the percentages there. And um, I, I, I mean, I didn't have any problem. I mean, I knew that's what – what Jonathan was going to do once once that happened because right. that's what he plays the percentages. Okay, so they get the win on the field goal, very dramatic win, obviously. Uh, let's shift now to. I feel like I jinxed this guy. You know, <laughs> I did a Fentress film session on Oregon State. I slobbered all over and praised Chance Nolan, saying, you know, hey, he might not win Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, but he's putting up those types of numbers. He looked amazing against USC. Comes out in this game, severely struggles, 7 of 15 for 48 yards and a pick. 
critical fumble late in the game that led to Washington taking the 24-17 lead. Uh, what did uh, Jonathan Smith make of his performance, and what did you think? Well, yeah, no, I talked to Jonathan after the game and, and Monday about, you know, just how, you know, what he thought after he saw video and was it the receivers not getting open, you know, not helping him. What? And he, he said, first of all, that Chance didn't really have a lot of opportunities because they were running the ball so much. He just didn't think Nolan was able to get any sort of rhythm. I didn't push back, but I thought, well, they kind of did the same thing at USC, and it wasn't a problem, but okay. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, quarterbacks can't always be great. You know, it's just it's a position that's got the, you know, got the microscope on you, and and it, it you just not. I mean, and and Washington has got one of the better defenses in the in the in the Pac-12, especially in the secondary. I don't know why anybody wants to throw on them because I mean, you right. can run on that team. Why would you throw on that team? Because they can they can defend. I mean, they drop they did drop eight guys in the coverage, which is kind of surprising given the way Oregon State runs the ball. I mean. It's kind of gutsy to drop that many guys in the coverage, but they did. Um, yeah, it just he just wasn't on. And you know, I asked Jonathan. I said, I, you know, you being a former quarterback, I'm sure you had, I'm sure you had, uh, you know, a few games that you, you know, you, you didn't like. Yeah, how, did I saw you, that. how did how did you respond? Uh, how did you respond the next week? And you know, it was he said, well, watch more film. You know, work on you know certain things. But it's 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 a tough week coming back because you're trying to. You know, you're trying to improve on the things that you th- thought you had, you had thought you had down, and you didn't. So, I, I, I don't take anything. You know, I don't, I don't look at chance and say, well, you know, I got some questions at quarterback now. I, I don't see that. I mean, if he was to put together like two or three of those in a row, then I would say, yeah, maybe. But I, one of them, I, I'm certainly going to give the guy a pass on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's no cause for alarm. The only thing I would say is he had a really good game against SC. He was playing well in the prior games. Washington, you know, I haven't gone back and watched this Oregon State game again, but Washington probably probably zeroed in on him and trying to figure out how to disrupt him as much as possible, and it worked. And so you wonder if other teams are going to pick up on that or what have you. And then, this, you know, Oregon State has to adjust. But clearly he has the skills, but still 7 of 15. It's not very many pass attempts. Uh, 48 yards, but the bottom line is the run game was there. You know, 242. Baylor had 111, I think, and two touchdowns. Uh, what did you feel about their performance? That offensive line, best in the Pac-12. And one, and one other thing about Chance, when they needed a big throw, he he, I mean, the throw he made to Anthony Gould was a dime. I mean, he zipped yeah. it in there. To oh, Gould the deep cross stri- to the right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was in stride. I mean, it was a perfect so. I mean, he's under duress well, too. I think right when they yeah. but when they needed it, he, he delivered it. So right, you got you got to give him that that you know yeah. in a competitive he the, situation yeah. he delivered. But yeah, no, the offensive line certainly didn't take a, a step back at all. I mean, they they controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part. You know, ran the ball maybe not quite as well as they did a week ago, but it was. But I think Washington, you know, their defense, I think, up front is probably better than USC's anyway. But, um, you know, they get those tight ends out there and, and blocking. I mean, it's once they figure once once it took about a series or two for Oregon State to kind of get in a rhythm. But once they did, they were running it pretty effectively with 
Baylor and Fenwick and even even a little bit of uh, Trey Lowe. Um, Nolan didn't seem to run as much uh, Saturday night, but that, I mean, that wasn't a big deal. You are listening to Beaver Banter, and we'll be right back after a quick break. Okay, moving along to defense. Hey, you know, they, they did a good job against a team that put up 52 on Arkansas State, put up 31 on Cal. But, you know, on the season, their run game hasn't been very good, 3.6 yards per carry. Did you feel like Oregon State stepped up on defense given the fact that USC has some success, or were they playing a, a very mediocre offense? Or both? Well, <laughs> I mean – uh, yeah, I, I watched it. It's certainly not going to be the best offense they see all season, but it's not. It, it's it's not my. I know people are fixated on you know the seven points against Montana and the no show at Michigan, but but they've got some guys back now and they, that they didn't have earlier. So they're they're an, they're okay. I mean, their quarterback's okay. They've they've got some decent running backs. They've got a couple of good receivers. They were missing Ch- uh, Kate Otten, which. Which was interesting in terms of I I don't know what you know if he would have made a big difference or not but he is he's probably their he's their most notable guy on offense so you know that was that was probably a big miss for them but but I yeah I thought the Oregon State's defense played pretty well I mean if I was a graded A through F I'd probably give it a B because they didn't contain the Wildcat situation very well at all and they let you know, Kamari Pleasant get loose too often in the middle of the game. Um, the tackling was at times a little bit shoddy, but they got two, you know, pretty big takeaways. One of them led to a, uh, early touchdown that kind of turned the momentum around a little bit. Yeah. They made, and they obviously the fourth down, the fourth down stop. I mean, the, the defensive line, they, they dominated that play. They just dominated it. So, um, you know, they, they held, I think Washington was just over 300 yards of offense, which is, I mean, you know, in the Pac 12, that's a good showing. I mean, as long as it's not Arizona, I mean, that's a good showing. So I, I wouldn't say it was quite as good as USC, but it was, it was close. Well, look, man, they had two touchdown drives and one field goal drive. The other touchdown came off of a turnover. That's a good day. You know, basically, if defense gave up 17 points, you can't fault the defense for, that you know the one the one play six yard drive right that's, right. that's pretty much yeah. the offense giving up those points I mean it's right. basically a fumble return for a touchdown so you know if you give up seventeen points in a game especially in this conference uh, that's that's a great day <laughs> like, there's, sure there's I no mean you, about that. you you win you win you give up even if you give up twenty four points in the Pac twelve you're you're probably winning seven out of ten of those games I mean you don't lose right. in this conference you just don't lose many if you're giving up twenty four points so. You know, it it was it 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 was a good enough to win on most on most Saturdays. And they're fourth in total defense, and I believe they're second in um, run defense. Which you know, they're first in run offense, rush offense, and they're second in run excuse, yeah in run defense, one hundred seven uh, yards per game. So when you when you can control the run game on both sides like that. That just changes the complexion of everything for everything else you want to do. Like it, it, it puts your 
your pass defense in good situations because you're not giving up a lot of rushing yards or there should be a lot of third and longs. And on offense, you're helping your quarterback. Obviously, you're controlling the ball. You're keeping the defense off the field because you're rushing it really well. So it just really seems like that Oregon State in almost every game this year is truly controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're – well, they're number 16 in the country in run offense, and I believe they're number 26 in run defense. So not many teams out there that, that, are, that are doing it better than Oregon State in terms of the running running game on both sides of the ball. So they, they've, got that, they've got that part of the game down pretty well. And, you know, they've got Avery Roberts, who was Defensive Player of the Week, had another monster game, 16 tackles. Um, an interception, half a sack. I mean, he's just, he's, he, he's on, he's tracking for, uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to win, but he's certainly on, you know, a list of four or five guys that could win that thing. Special teams came out big, other, you know, not even just the field goal at the end, but, uh, it sounds like you felt like the special teams units, uh, did their job. Well, Jonathan made a big point of it today, you know, and, and he's, and he's right. The punter, the punter, uh, Luke Lochner was, he, I think he averaged around 50 yards a punt. He had, he had a couple of monsters that, that pin Washington deep and, and put, you know, put him against the goal line. Um, Oregon State should have actually had a block punt. I don't know how Washington's punter got that punt off that, I mean, he, he dropped the snap and ran around and shoot, I don't know how he got, anyway, but, after you know, after that, he, he had a terrible punt. After that, and there was some thought that he was a little gun shy after that. After that last one, so they clearly won the punting battle. The kickoffs, they they handled Washington there. Um, it, it was a pretty solid performance. Jonathan said it was the best special teams performance by his team of since he's been at Oregon State. Which, you oh, know, wow. I'm not, again, <laughs> you know, you got, you got to remember what, you know, who, who we're talking about, but, you know, that's, that's something. I mean, it, it, shoot, I mean, you got, got and then, you know, the kicker had the game winning field goal. So all in all, it was, I mean, that part of the, that, maybe that's what won the game for him was special teams. Cause, you know, the, the other two facets were good, but not, certainly not great. Yeah, 53.3 yards per punt, it looks like, and a long of 63. Another huge upgrade for this team in this game, penalties. What was it, 14 against USC, only three against Washington. That is a huge turnaround. And to credit Washington, they only had two. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little – penalties don't bother me so much if they're, you know, aggressive – you know, where, where you're trying hard, you make a penalty. You know, the false start ones are bad. You know, the, the, what, the first penalty Oregon State got was a delay a game penalty. That was bad. But still, I mean, you get three, you only get three penalties after getting 14 the week before. Certainly the message got through that, you know, we're, we're okay if you get a few penalties if it's an effort penalty, but you know, the dumb ones we got to get rid of. And they, they got rid of the dumb ones for the most part. Okay, let's look forward at this game and then we'll look – the upcoming game, excuse me, and then we'll look forward at, at the schedule and, and we'll pontificate about what we think could happen with this Beavers team. But Washington State, not very good. You know, I think we're to the point now where we're like, okay, they should win this game, right? There, there shouldn't be an issue. If they lose, it's an upset. What do you make of the Cougars in their matchup with the, the Beavers? 
Well, I mean, the only thing that gives you any pause is the fact that they went down to Berkeley and gave up a touchdown early and then, and then didn't give Cal another point the rest of the game. So Cal's offense is weak. Brutal. I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but they did put 20, <laughs> they did put 24 up on Washington. So, and they, you know, I'm just saying, you know, they did, they won a game 21. To, the, the, the issue with Washington State is going to be, can they match points with Oregon State? I mean, you throw out the, uh, the Portland State game and Washington State hasn't, their offense really hasn't done much this year. Um, the problem will be for Oregon State is they've got Jaden Delora back and he just torched Oregon State last year as a, First game as a freshman, just ate up Oregon State. So, you know, that's – I'm sure they've got a plan to, to not let that happen again. I just think in this game, Oregon State's going to get its offense going again. And I, I, I have a feeling it could get ugly, but – Ooh, ugly. I huh? think it could get ugly. I just think the offense is going to get going again. But I just don't think the Cougars can score enough to stay with them. I, I just, I just don't. And and plus, this team seems to play a little bit better on the road. I for whatever reason, they're they're a real close knit team, and they like that you know us against the world mentality. And they they play pretty well on the on the road. You throw out the Purdue game, which was an opener, which they never play well in. And shoot, I mean. Look at the last three years. A lot of their best games have been on the road. This is true. I just look at this Washington team. They they can't score. Tenth uh, in points per game, 23. That's not the Washington we knew under Leach. So they're clearly struggling on offense, <clears throat> um, which means that even if Oregon State struggles a little bit early in that game, Washington shouldn't be able to – Washington State excuse me, shouldn't be able to run away from them. And, you know, they're run – Defense is mediocre. Oregon State should get that going. Going, I would, I would expect Chance Nolan to get rolling again in this game. So yeah, I, to me, if they lose this, it would be a huge disappointment coming over. Excuse me, coming after beating USC and Washington. Oh, it'd be huge. It would be huge uh, <laughs> disappointment because they got a bye week next week. I mean, what you want to do is go into the bye week feeling good about things, and that would just be a stone cold bummer to to go into bye week losing to maybe the second or third worst team in the conference. So, um, well, I mean, they're bottom third anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything, I mean, the Cougars have had Oregon state's number. I'll give, uh, you know, they've won seven straight against, against Oregon state, but this is different circumstances. I think there's no leech. The Beavers are better. The Cougars are not as good as they, as they were. I, I, I picked it 35 to 20, in in my sneak peek thing this morning, I I I mean I might be being kind. I don't know. And <laughs> could 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 the Cougars win? Sure, if it's a, if there's some turnovers, if Nolan plays like he did Saturday, I just think they're going to get this offense going again, and it's it's not going to be close. I agree. We haven't mentioned this yet. At least I haven't for sure. Oregon State is in first place in the Pac-12 North. Oregon, as I've been warning for a while now, is extremely flawed. 
They were absolutely exposed by Stanford in many different areas. And I know Ducks fans are upset, upset over the penalties in the fourth quarter on that final drive, et cetera. The PI call in the end zone was ridiculous. The other two calls were legit. The bottom line is they let a team march 90 plus yards and score and then score a touchdown in overtime. So are we at the point now where we can just safely say that the Civil War is going to be on? Like, Oregon shouldn't, no longer can anyone say, oh, Oregon's got the Civil War. I mean, heck, Oregon State won last year. But two weeks ago, if you said Oregon State's going to beat Oregon in the Civil War, most people in the state would probably laugh at you. Now, you can't laugh at that at all because right now, Oregon State looks like the better all-around team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's still, what, seven, eight weeks away and who knows about injuries and all that. But, but yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason why you would think Oregon State doesn't have a shot in that game. They won't be the favorites unless there's, you know, unless something, unless Oregon State just keeps, just keeps piling up the performances and Oregon, you know, retreats some. But, but sure. They, I mean, right now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not certain. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I was going to say if the game was at Reeser, would Oregon State be favored? No, probably not. But, but yeah, it'd just be on reputation. Depends. Well, I think it'd Depends. just be on, re- it'd be on reputation that Oregon would be favored. But, but sure. I mean, it's, I mean, can Oregon stop the run? I mean, that's going to be the issue. I mean, that's going to be the issue. And as long as they keep this offensive line together, it doesn't really matter who they trot out behind Nolan at, at running back. I mean, they're going to run the ball and probably run it pretty well. Is there a team in the North other than Oregon, obviously? And like you, you, well, I shouldn't say is there a team. There's only a couple of teams, but clearly you, you think they're going to take it on Washington State. Oregon's going to be whatever Oregon's going to be. But then you got Stanford and Cal. Any chance that you could see Oregon slip up? Excuse me, Oregon State slip up at some point. Like that—that's the one thing that I always say about Oregon every year is that there's going to be some kind of upset at some point. As good as Oregon State is right now, there's going to be some team probably that's going to sneak up and bite them. Is there a team where you know style makes fights and they're, that they're out there that you think Oregon State should be leery of besides the obvious in Oregon? Well. How about every week? I mean, shoot, with Oregon State, it's not like, it's not like they have a, it's not like, you know, they, they have a, 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 a sizable edge over every team on, they can beat every team on their schedule. They can lose every team on their schedule. And that includes this week against Washington State. Um, I mean, you look at the schedule coming up, Utah. I mean, Utah will be three weeks removed from the tragedy down there. You know, perhaps, you know, they'll, their minds will be getting right again. And, you know, I, I would never discount Utah's chance against Oregon State. You know, Cal, Oregon State's won those last two against the Bears, but uh, you wouldn't think they'd lose at Cal, but, you know, stranger things happen. You certainly wouldn't think they'd lose at Colorado. Um, Colorado, I'm not sure they're ever going to score again, but, <laughs> but, but the Stanford game, I, I think, you know, the Stanford and Arizona State, those two, that's a really tough stretch. Stanford, Arizona State, and Oregon, you know, they, th- those, those are going to probably define, you know, where this team goes, whether it's a, you know, a, the lowest of Pac 12 bowls or, you know, I don't know, or, Pac-12 championship, maybe the Rose Bowl. I mean, uh, that Arizona State game is potentially sets up as a 
just a monster matchup because Arizona State doesn't look like they're going to lose to anybody in the South, and they've got to run defense. That's that's going to be a real test. So, and that's the week before the Oregon game. So we're getting way out of ourselves here, but. Of course. Uh, that's but, what we do on the Beaver Banter podcast. <laughs> that's why I always tell fans. Fans always hate it when I, when I write about something that go, Oh, you're jinxing them. And I go, No, I just deal in facts. <laughs> I just, I just, that. I just deal with facts, you know? And, and I tell them, you don't have to play it one game at a time. That's for the team to do. I, I, exactly. I, I can do anything I want. I, I have no, whatever <laughs> exactly. I do has no bearing on what Oregon State does on the field. So I've had people tweet at me before. You got to take it one week at a time. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I, <laughs> I don't have to do that at all. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no, there's no one week at a time here. It's, I mean, exactly. I, I could start. I, I mean, if, if I want, I could start looking at who they might play in the Rose Bowl for all that matters. <laughs> you know, who knows? You know, it's, that's not, I, I, Jonathan Smith does not coach me. I, you know, I have no, nothing to do with Oregon State football other than I report on the team. So. Well, Ken Go, the great Ken Go, used to always say, I don't root for teams, I root for stories. And I am absolutely 100% rooting for the, whatever we're calling the former Civil War, to be for the North Championship and a trip to the conference title game. I'm pulling for that like nothing else. If it means I have to pull for a certain team to win or a certain team to lose to, to make it set up that way, I'm going to, I'm going to have to make that happen. I mean, if you look, I, I mean, if you, if you look at things, Shoot, doesn't Oregon have just as tough a road or even tougher road? Because they've got to go to UCLA and Washington. And neither one of those are going to be gimmies. Those two games and Oregon State playing Stanford and Arizona State, those are probably the four toughest games left. If if you're looking for a you know, a North Division showdown on on last game of the season. Oh, absolutely. Or or Oregon Oregon's got issues, man. Like Oregon's got issues. I hinted to that even after the Ohio State game. I was like, yeah, it was a big win, but there's a lot of red flags all over the place and they're, they're popping up and they're going to keep popping up. So right now, if, if in all honesty, if you ask me which team has the better chance to make it to, or excuse me, to win the division, I would pick Oregon State because I think Oregon State is just a more complete team right now. They have their quarterback, I think is all around better. Their running game is better. Their defense with all the, injuries Oregon has right now is better. <laughs> it just is. So yeah, Oregon's got issues. Oregon may be the team that, that come that day is playing, you know, just to get a decent, a better bowl game and Oregon state might have it wrapped up. And we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know that, but I'm just at least pulling for that game to be for all the marbles in the North. I was going to say, what if, what if we get, what if we get completely crazy here and say, you know, what if Oregon lost one of those games, Washington or UCLA, and Oregon State ran the table? To, uh, the game wouldn't mean anything e- either because Oregon State would already have it wrapped up. Yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. <laughs> you know, yeah. It could be. Duck fans would lose their mind if that happened. Lose their mind. Dude, the entire offseason, Oregon and Washington fans were bickering the entire offseason on Twitter because Oregon claimed the Pac-12 title, and Washington fans still feel like it was bogus because Washington couldn't play them, and Washington technically had the better winning percentage in the North, but only played four conference games, I think. Um, and so they're therefore they're basically saying the Ducks were fake champions. The Ducks were saying, well, it doesn't matter because we're going to dominate next year. So all offseason, there were all these little Twitter battles between Oregon and Oregon State or Oregon and Washington fans. 
And so I tweeted the other day, I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if after nine months of those two fan bases going at it, Oregon State won the North? <laughs> Washington fans would sell Oregon fans. You aren't even champions of your own state because of what happened last year. And of course, Oregon fans would brush that off as just, oh, COVID. As if Oregon was, basically, Oregon was the only program in the country that had to deal with COVID. If you didn't know that. But anyway, <laughs> this year, now sitting here right now, Washington has already lost to Oregon State, and they are completely mediocre. Oregon's got some major issues, and Oregon State looks like the most complete team, so it could happen. Good, it could. I mean, I, I, I don't want anybody to get the impression that I think that's what's <laughs> going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll probably revisit this almost every week, so I will leave it right there. Anything else you want to go over before we end the Beaver Banter podcast? No, I think we, I think we pretty much. Pretty much covered all the highlights. And, uh, you know, like I said, it'll be a bye week next week. So next week we'll be talking all about cougs and beavers, whether it was a a good outcome or not so good outcome. And, And then that'll be that. All right. That's it for this episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. I'm Aaron Fentress. He's Nick Daschle. And we'll see you next time.